It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is Jennifer Owen O'Quill, and you are listening to Illuminating Leadership. Our regular host, Jeff Smith, is building better leaders with some of our clients in New York City today. And I am your co-host, Jennifer. It is great to be with you all. Uh, you can reach me at Jennifer at VoltageLeadership.com if you want to connect with me during the show with a question. My website is www.VoltageLeadership.com. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership or connect with me on LinkedIn at Jennifer Owen O'Quill, Voltage Leadership Consulting. And I don't do Twitter. So I am looking forward to being with all of you today and it was going to be across the table from me, but with some, with some um, technical switches, Amy Robertson is across the hall from me. Amy is the Senior Director of Integrated Marketing uh, here in Roanoke at Power Schools uh, campus. Power School is the nation's leading ed tech provider, and they announced just six weeks ago they are going to be significantly expanding their Roanoke campus here moving into the old Norfolk Southern building in downtown Roanoke. I am not sure there is anything uh, we could do to better demonstrate in this particular city our move from train city to brain city. But I want to welcome Amy. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to, it's great to have you and hear your voice coming in across the hall. Um, there are a lot of things, Amy, that I uh, appreciate about you. You and I have known each other since you, your very first week at, uh, at was it, at that time Interactive Achievement, now Power School, and uh, you'll get to hear some of the stories today about what's happened between the time that you and I met and now, as, as some of those changes are our case study for change resilience today. That's our conversation. We're talking about change resilience and uh, change leadership. And so uh, what, I, what stands out to me, Amy, is that uh, you're a natural leader and you're a, you're a natural learner. And I really appreciate the courage and commitment and the way that you lean in uh, when, and advocate for your team when there is change happening. And so uh, it's good to be in this conversation with you today. Absolutely. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, it's election day, too. So what do you think? Have you had a chance to vote? I had a chance to vote this morning. Did you have a chance? <laughs> no, I haven't voted yet. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. It's a, I, know that, I know that you will, though. I know that you will, because we've chatted about this Absolutely. Good. It's an opportunity in, in the U.S. I know that we have listeners from all around the world, but it's opportunity in the U.S. that we get to exercise our opportunity to uh, choose our leaders. And uh, just a great day to find out what will, what will be true for the future. Um, but before that, let's, let me um, ask you if you could, Amy, to set the stage. So you and I met a couple of years ago your first week at uh, Interactive Achievement, now Power School. And, uh, and it's, it's been a big, 
journey from then to now. And do you want to just set the frame for us in this case study today? Sure. Yeah. uh, Over my career, I spent um, a lot of time in in leadership positions and been uh, very uh, blessed to have some uh, career opportunities that have been in my path. And I spent uh, 12 years in payroll software and um, I had a calling to change and ended up at Interactive Achievement uh, just over three years ago, uh, I think if my math is right. And um, I really got to connect with uh, my passion for education and really loved being a part of Interactive Achievement, its mission, the team, the culture, and was giving some really great opportunity to work with some great leaders. Um, to work with Voltage Leadership and learn a lot along the way. And I think the most change uh, was yet to come that I didn't even know at that time. And that was being acquired at our school uh, a year and a half in. So it was um, a a big disruption for our Roanoke office here. And uh, there was a lot to be learned ahead of time. You know, there was so much change to adapt to and to learn from and to guide others through. And that was a year and a half ago now. So what has happened uh, in the last three years and specifically in the last year and a half? The word I caught you saying was disruption. It was a disrupted time in your life and a lot of change when you heard those announcements. And, and uh, can so to just help our audience understand um, what it's like to be on the, on the front line of an acquisition. So you're in a company, it's a startup, it's doing really well, things are going right and so well that the company is attractive to a larger organization that wants to build a, a comprehensive um, ed tech experience for um, educators across the, across the nation and around the world. And so you had a, a call on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning. T- t- tell me what happened for you firsthand. Sure. Yeah, you know, when you go to work for a small but growing company, you are a part of everything that that company is. You're a part of understanding its history, the purpose, the mission of the founders, and you become connected to that live and breathe it, I think, when you are in a company that was a startup and you you become part of that founder's passion, I think, and you thrive in that environment where you know the leader, the founders, um, you know them on a personal level, you, um, you build a team and that team is so intertwined and almost like family. And most of the businesses that I had worked for were were small, but this was probably, this was the smallest uh, company that I had worked for and really was uh, like family. And we all understood the purpose and would work really hard and do just about anything to accomplish the goals, not only of the, the, the CEO and the founder of that company, um, but also for the, the children's education and, and what we were all about. 
And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna you catch get... you there. I'm gonna catch you there. We got about two minutes, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm disrupting your your flow of thinking here. But uh, <laughs> so you're in that place where you're with somebody, and then um, you have to really change your framework. Yeah, so you catch us and in that moment. Like you, it's a disruption, and it it blindsides you. And it catches you off guard, and you learn that you're losing your leader. And that's when everything changes. And it called, what did it, it called for some new things in you, it sounds like. Absolutely. Uh, you definitely uncover many things that you don't know about yourself and how you're going to get through the fight and how you're going to do it for this family that you have built and for your employees. That's great. So I want to. We're going to wind up our time here and take a break. But as we're stepping into this next phase, um, be thinking about you know our listeners out there. Be thinking about the time uh, that you might have been in a transition like this and what it is that you needed to be thinking about and working on. And and Amy, um, as we as we begin to step into that our second part of the conversation, what is it that you were able to begin to do uh, to help bring about change not only for yourself, but for the whole uh, organization. So if you, do, you have a, do you have a first thought about that? And then we'll, and then we'll sign off. Do yeah. One word or I think you're phrase right. you that comes to, to mind. You have to find it within first, right? And you once you've decided it within, within that you're ready to make the change, you're ready for others. All right, so with that, to find it within first, we're going to talk about a couple of things that you tethered to to be able to find that, find that pace within yourself and then to be able to do that for your organization. I know you've got a great story about how you helped immediately guide your colleague through that. And so uh, we will look forward to coming back for that conversation on the other side of our break. Great. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, everyone. I am glad you're here with us. This is Jennifer Owen O'Quill hosting today for Jeff Smith, who's with clients in New York City. And I'm here 
with Amy Robertson. Amy is the Senior Director for Marketing, Integrated Marketing at PowerSchool, and she's taken us on a journey through change and a disrupted change in her life that turned out well. And so I wanted to rejoin that story and, and uh, ask Amy to bring us to that, uh, to that conversation and that, and that trip you took three years ago or a year and a half ago that began to uh, open up your career in new ways. Sure. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, I remember the conversation, you know, really like it was yesterday. Um, it was a Tuesday night, and I had been called in to assist with updating our website to announce the acquisition and spoke with my CEO at that time. And I remember him saying to me, we've got change, but it's good change, and I want you to embrace it because it will mean a lot of opportunity for you. And the following day, uh, the entire Roanoke office then got the message about being acquired. And immediately I was reporting out to California and I met our new CEO that day. And that evening he asked me to be in California the following week. And so, you know, our world had been flipped upside down that Wednesday as we knew it. And I had no idea exactly what change to expect. I just knew that there would be a lot. And I went that following week to California and met my new team and my new boss who was um, acquired just a couple months ahead of me. And, you know, that week I was asked to, uh, to make a, a career decision to move to uh, Folsom, California, where our headquarters wow. is, and to, uh, to be on the leadership team. So to, to continue on this director path that I had worked so hard for, um, I really needed to be in Folsom to do that. So that's and the offer that's that you got presented when you traveled there. Again. Wow. And how did, so what did, what did you do with that? What went through your mind at that time? What, did, what, what happened then? A lot of emotions, um, really, a, really a roller coaster of emotions. Um, there was excitement for what it could mean for me, it, what it could mean for my team, what it could mean for the uh, team that we have here in Roanoke. And there, you know, there's that moment of fear of what happens if I don't make the move. Um, there were evenings of tears, um, evenings of uncertainty, um, wondering if I should be looking for a new job or, you know, how much change did this mean for me and what was the right path to take? So you went through all those emotions and now I want to zoom back out, right, to this, this um, season of transition. So you come back to Cal- you've come back from California, and uh, the next season begins to unfold. What, dec- what couple of decisions did you make that were critical to you at that time? Yeah, that's a good question, Jennifer, because I only had a few days to make a decision on if I could move out to Folsom, and I thought it through and decided that I wanted to uh, make a, a fight, not a, not a disruptive type of challenge, but to kind of stand for what I believed in, and that was growth here in Roanoke. And I thought that I could 
do my job well uh, remotely since we were going to have offices all over the U.S. And I really wanted to fight for my job, um, myself, and for my employees here in Roanoke and for the team here. And I was given a probationary period to prove uh, that I could do that and was granted the position at Roanoke. And if I fast forward to, you know, a year and a half later, six weeks ago, we announced that we're expanding here in Roanoke to nearly double the size of our staff. And it, it feels like, it feels like a victory. Right. It must feel great to hear yeah. the decision that you made to, to contend. I like how that the distinction you made that the, that the, fight wasn't a disruptive fight, but really to contend for a team and a group of folks that you believed in and wanted to have their, um, some of what they had continue, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's just it, Jennifer. You know, it was, we, I was so proud of what we had built here and believed so much in, in our employees here that, you know, what would it mean if, if, if I moved? Um, you know, we had lost our, our CEO in the acquisition, and I knew that others would be asked to move as well. Uh, and what would that mean for me? What would it mean for my team that was here? And what would it mean for others? And, but what would it mean if, if I could stay and we, we could build a greater team here in Roanoke and actually achieve what we had been hearing was that we wanted Roanoke to be a center of excellence and we wanted growth here. It was such a long journey um, to get here to, to find a location that could hold the amount of growth that we were hearing was promised for the economy here in Roanoke. And it was not an easy journey, but definitely, definitely worth it. Did you have some colleagues with you? To help you with yeah, some of we, that, you know, we, that effort? Yeah, we, you know, we all reported to different people after the acquisition, and I was one of the first to immediately report out to California. And, you know, we had a team of, of a leadership team here that went through different phases. Some of us were reporting out to California, some still here, and the the adoption of change was very different. I was going through different challenges and emotions that some of the other leaders here were. And we just tried to share and, and talk about how to not be, how to not feel like a victim, but how to still be strong leaders um, in the face of our employees and our team here. And um, we did have different people that were asked to move out there. Some did. Um, and then a lot of uh, the staff here was, you know, here to continue to build what this Roanoke office is for Power School, and um, and it has become a center of excellence. And a lot of the development of our products are happening here in Roanoke. So, you know, every, each one of us had a different challenge, um, and it was all times differently, but collectively we still had that heart that made our company, what it was to begin with, and what it is today. We still have that heart and that passion, and I think that's what kind of shines through. 
So I remember at that time there were some decisions that the so, so site leaders, the team from the Roanoke office met uh, and talked through about how they wanted to approach leading through change. And do you, do you want to share some of those commitments that you guys came up with and shared with each other? Absolutely. Um, we luckily had a great partner with Voltage Leadership to be able to go off-site and, and talk about our feelings, our emotions, to identify areas that we could improve as leaders because we knew that this would be the biggest challenge that any of us had faced in our careers. And one of the first things that we noticed is that we were still in that victim role where we were calling our peers at Power School Bay and Roanoke was we. And it was, we, we stayed in that, that victim place for, for several months where well, they want us to do this, but we are doing that or we are trying to understand what they want. You know, you, you could just catch yourself saying that. And one of our first levels of commitment at the leadership uh, team was, hey, we've, we've got to catch each other in meetings saying they versus we. And more importantly, we have to keep reiterating it's we now in front of our employees and when we get up in front of them and speak to keep them uh, to let's be transparent, let's communicate with them uh, on a regular basis because we have to get them through this change as well. So the first was the they versus we, and the second was the transparency and the communication. And being able to talk through with our employees real raw emotions um, I think we all had to, to sit down with our employees, and I remember a conversation with one of my employees where, you know, I said, look, this might, this might not be for all of us. Um, I lost one of my employees the first day of acquisition because he didn't want to work for a large corporation, and because that's what it felt like to him. That's, he didn't know a lot about power school, but he was used to he was used to what we were, and a lot of people can't get through that first step of change, which is admitting that it's something different and being able and making the decision to ad adopt it. And I said to this other uh, employee of mine, look, you, you don't have to work for power school. You don't have to make you, – you have the decision to leave and go somewhere else. But if you do, know that it will be a roller coaster of change yet it might be the most advantageous change you'll ever experience in your career lifetime. There are so many things to learn. We don't even know what all of those are, and you have to decide if you're up for the challenge. And once, once I decided I was up for the challenge, I was able to have those conversations with my employees to let them decide if they were. And I think as a leadership team, that's, what we had to communicate to our employees. And, you know, we, we lost some employees, some that were um, an integral part of who interactive achievement was, but they made that decision that it wasn't for them. And so many more, you know, so many employees said, I want to be a part of this. I want to see what it's all about. And that's kind of where we stand today. Uh, we are still hiring and then we have such a great opportunity ahead with our expansion. So very exciting to see. One of the other strategies that you guys took on at that time, um, 
and I love this comment that you've just made about admitting that this is something different, right? Deciding to adopt, am I going to do this or am I going to go? I have to decide what I want to do. Um, don't stop and think it through. Um, uh, one of the, one of the uh, pieces that you also shared was not just this listening to the swirl of emotion going on inside yourself and making decisions, but then being able to listen to that in others. What did you do with what you heard? Um, did yeah, you hold it with, with yourself? What did you do with what you heard? <laughs> well, um, you know, with listening to the employees, we realized very quickly that we also needed to be their voice um, because as much as your headquarters or your, your chief executive team wants to be involved and wants to make an acquisition and feel great, um, it's tough. And, and they did a great job. Um, and I think that with PowerSchool, we've done a better job through every acquisition since. But what we learned is that as a leadership team and as a leader, we needed to be a voice for our employees because there was so much emotion and so much to say and so many questions and being that voice out to Folsom, California and to our headquarters was a really important part. It was a part of being an advocate for our employees in Roanoke and proving to them that we were a part of this this fight, it, 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 it kind of seems to say it that way, but it feels like a fight in the beginning. It feels like you're fighting for everything. You're fighting for your job. You're, you're fighting for that employee that's been working so hard towards a manager position. It feels like you're fighting, and when you realize that, that you're not fighting, it's half of the battle. Um, um, and we were that, that voice to speak up. And most importantly, we got answers and we brought them back to the team. And we were meeting bi-weekly. Um, we were holding company, Roanoke company-wide meetings in our atrium where employees could come ask anything. And we would do our best to get any and all answers and bring them back, you know, the following meeting to be able to address everything from what does it mean for our office? Will there be other acquisitions? Um, will, will my job change? You know, those types of questions were the types of things that were at the forefront of their minds, and we needed to be that that medium between Folsom and Roanoke and help them feel like they had a voice. Wow! So that so you changed you changed your thinking about role. So uh, there's some personal things to go through when you're leading and navigating change. And there's some changes in the way that you've led, too. And I heard you say a commitment to we, um, erasing the S and them, and transparency and communication, and voicing to our counterparts, taking on a new role, that we would listen and contend, um, use the word fight to, to, to advocate for the needs of the people that we were with. Did I catch all of that? I think so. So, when, so what I want to turn to when we come back from our break is what do all these lessons mean, right, from the personal perspective of how it feels to go through change yourself and then turn around and lead change? Um, 
and having change happen to you in that victim mindset to now being in a position where you're going to be helping the whole organization welcome people and grow and expand and take a new approach and a new season of change. So I'm curious how you're going to apply what you've learned to this new season. Are you ready for that conversation, Amy? Absolutely. All right. I look forward to having that with you when we come back from our break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jennifer Owen O'Quill hosting for Jeff Smith. And I have Amy Robertson as our guest. Amy and I have been talking about change resilience and change leadership. She is uh, in the midst of preparing for a growth cycle in uh, her company, Power School. It's a company that she uh, was with when it was uh, another organization, uh, Interactive Achievement that was acquired by PowerSchool, and since then there have been eight other acquisitions to make PowerSchool into the largest ed tech provider in the country, and uh, globally they're doing great work. And so I'm delighted, Amy, to have you with us. In this last segment, I want sorry to interrupt you. (laughs) In this last segment, we're going to have a chance to drill down on some some lessons learned, and I know we're at the right time 
in your season for that because you're about to turn your attention from all the things you've learned in the last year and a half to get ready for this new set of changes that got announced. So can you walk us, walk us through uh, how you're thinking and the leadership team is thinking about applying the lessons that they've learned into the new changes that are on the horizon? Sure. You know, being a year and a half in, there has been a lot to learn and it's been a gradual process, but we are one power school now and you don't have the they versus we. And as we head into this next phase of growth, um, the big announcement was that you know, we're looking to nearly double our staff here in a really great space in the Norfolk Southern Building. And that announcement alone was so big for our employees because it was the commitment that we had been promised. You know, we had been promised growth. And this was proof that it was going to happen. And I think that was a part of what our employees were, were looking for. It was kind of a renewed life and excitement for what we do. And to prepare for growth and hiring other employees, we're in a much better mindset where everything is we. And the history of everything that happens up until this point has made us who we are today and has brought the organization where it is today. And everyone that comes on board from this point forward, they're a part of a new story. And although we'll hold the old story in our hearts, it's the new story that is the challenge and the excitement ahead. And new employees and uh, somewhat of a new team and new morale, new building, it all kind of comes together. And it helps us be ready for nearly any type of change, I think. If you were to have a, a leader come to you that is facing a big uh, change professionally that they didn't anticipate, given the experiences that you've had, what advice would you give? What insight would you offer them? I think I would first say it's okay to feel every emotion. It's okay to, you know, identify peers that you can share uh, that emotional roller coaster with um, because you can't always share real raw emotion with employees and finding that management peer that you can um, because that level of change can mean a lot of tears, a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety, but a lot of eagerness and excitement as well. And you need to be able to voice that, share that, and talk through that with someone. So I think first I would say you have to admit that it's okay to have all those emotions and to voice them. And secondly, uh, let your employees do the same. Um, I think so that's after that, sort of around. part of deciding, uh, making the decision to be a part of something and be committed to it and supporting each other through the ups and downs of what that change means. Did that feel scary the first time around with the employees that you had? 
It did. It did. Um, I, I distinctly remember an afternoon um, where I was caught crying in my office by two of my employees. And uh, it was a frustration from uh, losing another employee. And it lets you have that connection of it being real for you, too, um, because having that type of message delivered to you and, and having it's important to see that you're real as well, right? Your employees need to see that every once in a while, that you're real and that and it helps to go through change better together. So I heard a really important distinction there that is you need a peer to share and, and process emotions with, and at the same time, it is okay um, for your team to see that this is real for you too. Mm-hmm. But they're not your processing partner. They're not the ones that are listen. They're not supposed to listen to you, but you are allowed to show. Right. You don't have to and be I think, perfect, in other words. Yeah, I think it's okay to show that you're not perfect. And the most important, most important piece after that, I think, is to show them how you rebound. Because as a leader, uh-huh. that's what they want to see. They want to sh- see that you can rebound and that they want to see how you've decided to tackle this, how, to, how you've decided to take on the challenge both for yourself and for them. And when they see that rebound, they do the same. How did you, how, how did you do that? I think you, um, it's hard to look back and say, how did I do that? How, how did I get through it? Where did I find that inner peace, that motivation, that, that challenge? And I think it's one of those situations where you don't always know how you're going to dig down deep and figure it out but you somehow get that strength to do it, whether it's for your family, whether it's for your employees, you know, your, the career that you've worked so hard to, to build and, and you've worked so passionately for a cause, right? And, and no matter what you do, generally, I'm sure you can find some type of cause and passion for why you do it. And I think when you can reach down and say, I know why I'm going to do this, and I've always given 100%, and I'm not going to stop now, right? And you, and, and you kind of have to, to bring that to the table for your employees. And I remember for several months post-acquisition, I would send out an email, I called it Motivational Monday, to all of our staff here in Roanoke, and I would go out and look for an inspirational video that was about change and about fighting for your beliefs and it was about overcoming challenges and being everything that you wanted to be for uh, lack of better terms, you know, and, you know, I would get those emails back and say, thank you, I needed this today. That type of thing where you're just like, hey, let's, let's get through this together and let's find the motivation, let's reconnect ourselves with why we do what we do every day, right? Right. So I heard you say the emotions are okay. Find a peer. Give your people the opportunity to express what's going on and show them that you rebound. 
show them how to tackle it and be intentional about helping them rewrite a story mm-hmm. for themselves. And you did that with those, with the stories of others. You found other tools, other motivational tools out there to help them rewrite those stories. The other thing I heard you say in your time with the team is that you changed the language and you found the we, that commitment to we and that ability to write a new story and at the same time to be transparent and to contend. Yeah, I think too, Jennifer, you know, part of the hard, the hardest part of change is the unknown. And when you go through a change like an acquisition, the hardest part of being the leader is when there's unknown and your employees are looking to you to understand the change and always give them the answers. And when you don't have them, it's, I think it's the greatest challenge of leadership when you don't have the answers. But I think when I figured out that I'm going to commit to finding the answers and I won't let you down as, as the leader, I won't let you down, I refuse to, that you make the decision and your team will support you to say, we're going to go figure this out together. And we might not always have the answers because we know that's what change presents us. And I think that was, that was the turn for me and my team when we decided there isn't anything out there that we can't accomplish and let's go do it. So you started to believe new things. Absolutely. About each other. Yeah. Do you still have that? Oh, yes. And, you know, to look back now, uh, was the roller coaster worth it? Absolutely. And you just, you think that you are, you know, you have experienced so many things. And, but when you bring together this type of change, seven, eight organizations coming together as one, learning from each other, having unlimited resources as far as knowledge and tools and the greater commitment to that passion that, that brought us to interactive achievement to begin with, which is to change, uh, you know, change how our students learn and for their overall success. And it's just, it's, you can't imagine when you're going to the team all of the beauty that really exists on the other side of that change. It just can't be described until you've seen it and you've accomplished it. And to look back is quite remarkable. And that's why we have the story today, so that someone else who's going through change and can't see over to the other side could hear a, a real-life story and real-life testimony about all of those emotions and how they navigated through it and how to write a new story and to come out on the other side. Thank you for being with me today, Amy. What a terrific uh, gift that you offer, just being so open about your firsthand experience leading change. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was my pleasure to be here. I want to invite you to join us next week. We're going to jump into a new topic. Jeff will be back with us, and it has been a real pleasure to talk about change resilience and change leadership 
It is a disrupted season in so many different industries. And for that, I would say use your creativity, lean in, believe new things about the new story that you can write, because we can, when we decide together, do great things as a team. We are stronger together than we are alone. You can reach me at jennifer at voltageleadership.com. My website, www.voltageleadership.com. Again, you can like me on Facebook or connect with me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Owen O'Quill. I still don't have a Twitter account as we come to the end of our time. You have been listening to Illuminating Leadership. I thank you for your time today and for joining us, and I look forward to talking with you next time on this same channel, 1 o'clock on Tuesdays. Thank you for tuning in to VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.